Volume two, chapter two of Gwen Wynne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gwen Wynne, A Romance of the Why by Maine Reed. Volume two, chapter two, A Fatal Step. Having passed out through the gate, Rogier turns along the wall, and, proceeding at a brisk pace to where it ends in an angle, there comes to a halt. On the same spot where about an hour before stopped Mary Morgan, for a different reason, she paused to consider which of the two ways she would take. He has no intention of taking either, or going a step farther. Whatever he wishes to say to her can be said where he is now, without danger of its being overheard at the house unless spoken in a tone louder than that of ordinary conversation but it is not on this account he has stopped simply that he is not sure which of the two routes she will return by and for him to proceed along either would be to risk the chance of not meeting her at all but that he has some idea of the way she will come with suspicion of why and what is delaying her his mutterings tell Morble over an hour since she set out a tortoise could have crawled to the ferry and crept back within the time for a demoiselle with limbs lithe and supple as hers pah it can't be the brandy bottle that's the obstruction nothing of the kind corked capsuled wrapped ready for delivery in all two minutes or at most three she's so ready to run for it too herself proposed going odd that to say the least only understandable on the supposition of something pre-arranged an assignation with the river triton for sure yes he's the anchor that's been holding her holds her still likely they're somewhat under the shadow of that wood now standing sitting ah i wish i but knew the spot i'd bring their billing and cooing to an abrupt termination it will not do for me to go on guesses i might miss the straying damsel with whom this night i want a word in particular must have it monsieur caracal may need binding a little faster before he consents to the service required of him to ensure an interview with her it is necessary to stay on this spot however trying to patience for a second or two he stands motionless though all the while active in thought his eyes also restless these turning to the wall show him that it is overgrown with ivy a massive cluster on its crest projects out with hanging tendrils whose tops almost touch the ground behind them there is ample room for a man to stand upright and so be concealed from the eyes of any one passing however near grasa dear he exclaims observing this the very place i must take her by surprise that's the best way when one wants to learn how the cat jumps ha sec cat tom how very opportune his mischievous doings for mademoiselle well i must give madame la mere counsel better to guard against such accidents hereafter and how to behave when they occur he has by this ducked his head and stepped under the arcading evergreen the position is all he could desire it gives him a view of both ways by which on that side the farmhouse can be approached the cart lane is directly before his face as is also the footpath when he turns towards it the latter leading as already said along a hedge to the orchard's bottom there crosses the brook by a plank this being about fifty yards distant from where he has stationed himself and as there is now moonlight he can distinctly see the frail footbridge with a portion of the path beyond where it runs through straggling trees before entering the thicker wood only at intervals has he sight of it as the sky is mottled with masses of cloud that every now and then drifting over the moon's disk 
shut off her light with the suddenness of a lamp extinguished when she shines he can himself be seen standing in crouched attitude with the ivy tendrils festooned over his pale bloodless face he looks like a gigantic spider behind its web on the wait for prey ready to spring forward and seize it for nigh ten minutes he thus remains watching all the while impatiently chafing he listens too though with little hope of hearing aught to indicate the approach of her expected after the pleasant tete-a-tete he is now sure she must have held with the waterman she will be coming along silently her thoughts in sweet placid contentment or she may come on with timid stealthy steps dreading rebuke by her mother for having overstayed her time just as the priest in bitterest chagrin is promising himself that rebuke she shall be he sees what interrupts his resolve suddenly and altogether withdrawing his thoughts from mary morgan it is a form approaching the plank on the opposite side of the stream not hers nor woman's instead the figure of a man neither erect nor walking in the ordinary way but with head held down and shoulders projected forward as if he were seeking concealment under the bushes that beset the path for all drawing nigh to the brook with the rapidity of one pursued and who thinks there is safety only on its other side sainte vierge exclaims the priest sotto voce what can all that mean and who he stays his self-asked interrogatory seeing that the skulker has paused too at the farther end of the plank which he has now reached why it may be from fear to set foot on it for indeed is there danger to one not intimately acquainted with it the man may be a stranger some fellow on teams who trying the hospitality of the farmhouse more likely it's henry's judging by his manner of approach while thus conjecturing rogier sees the skulker stoop down immediately after hearing a sound different from the sough of the stream a harsh grating noise as of a piece of heavy timber drawn over a rough surface of rock sharp fellow thinks the priest with all his haste wonderfully cautious he's fixing the thing steady before venturing to tread upon it ha i'm wrong he doesn't design crossing it after all this as the crouching figure erects itself and instead of passing over the plank turns abruptly away from it not to go back along the path but up the stream on that same side and with bent body as before still seeming desirous to shun observation now more than ever mystified the priest watches him with eyes keen as those of a cat set for nocturnal prowling not long till he learns who the man is just then the moon escaping from a cloud flashes her full light in his face revealing features of diabolical expression that of a murderer striding away from the spot where he has been spilling blood rogier recognizes coracle dick though still without the slightest idea of what the poacher is doing there Entre, he exclaims in surprise what can that devil be after coming up to the plank and not crossing ha yonder's a very different sort of pedestrian approaching it mamselle mary at last this as by the same intermittent gleam of moonlight he descries a straw hat with streaming ribbons over the tops of the bushes beyond the brook the brighter image drives the darker one from his thoughts and forgetting all about the man in his resolve to take the woman unawares he steps out from under the ivy and makes forward to meet her he is a frenchman and to help her over the footplank will give him a fine opportunity for displaying his cheap gallantry as he hastens down to the stream the moon remaining unclouded he sees the young girl close to it on the opposite side 
she approaches with proud carriage and confident step her cheeks even under the pale light showing red flushed with the kisses so lately received as it was still clinging to them her heart yet thrilling with love strong under its excitement little suspects she how soon it will cease to beat boldly she plants her foot upon the plank believing late boasting a knowledge of its tricks alas there is one with which she is not acquainted could not be a new and treacherous one taught it within the last two minutes the daughter of evan morgan is doomed one more step will be her last in life she makes it the priest alone being witness he sees her arms flung aloft simultaneously hearing a shriek then arms body and bridge sink out of sight suddenly as though the earth had swallowed them End of volume two chapter two